Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Hello, everybody. This is the FCS Football Podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Sean Anderson, joined by Joe DeLeon. I know when you heard my voice opening up the episode, you're thinking, he's doing a solo show. Not true. My cohort is here with me, and we are super excited for today's show. Uh, The NFL Draft happened this past weekend, and a lot of us were sitting timidly through the first round, not expecting not really expecting an FCS player to get selected given our breakdowns and all that if you've been following with us second day we got some action and then the third day there was a lot of surprising decisions that Joe and I thought were made not by the guys that who were chosen uh, and and drafted the NFL um, but the lack thereof FCS selections in the first 255 picks Joe, there's obviously rationale for that, and we're going to give you a breakdown on who got drafted, when they got drafted, uh, if they're a good fit, all of that, and we're going to give you the best NFL teams that got uh, great hauls in with uh, signing undrafted free agents uh, from the FCS to their teams. But Joe, we had a total of six NF- uh, FCS football players drafted in this year's draft. Ooh. Can I get some reasoning on that? Yeah, the whole thing was was very disappointing. I think we were all expecting this to be a pretty big haul this year. There were a lot of guys invited to the NFL Combine. And, and by no means, I didn't think it was going to be a historic year for how many guys we were going to see drafted. But it just seems like all the evaluating I was doing for other outlets and talking to people and hearing people's thoughts and there were multiple networks and, and media outlets that I've worked with and, and multiple guys with differing opinions that I was hearing that a lot of these undrafted free agent guys were they thought they were going to get drafted and, and they didn't get drafted. And for some reason, we had a couple dudes that were just out of nowhere that made no sense that I don't think there was any inkling of them getting drafted. And it just it was very, very odd. And it seems like that was certainly the, the the tone on on social media that not even just FCS insiders like Craig Haley and, and the Hero Sports gang, but also just people all over that are 
analyzing the draft and just in general. I think NFL Draft Diamonds also kind of chimed in on the the situation right now. It's just there's guys that were draftable that are currently still sitting at home unsigned. I think Peachin is pretty is still unsigned right now. Alex Peachin, the punter from Bucknell, who was sp- supposed to supposed to get drafted and stay got passed up by the Falcons, taking some dude I've never heard of from Syracuse. So it just it was such an odd odd year for selections from small schools, particularly because of what we're dealing with here with no pro days for a lot of these programs, and they they these small school prospects really got screwed out of an opportunity to make some extra money. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're going to make the roster over a lot of these bigger school prospects. I I bet that there's a lot of guys from these SEC and big 12 schools that got drafted towards the end of the seventh round, seventh, sixth round that are going to get cut in favor of some of these UDFA FCS guys. Cause there are a crap ton and a lot of really talented guys. Yeah. I mean, FCS players alone are already fighting for enough exposure within their own uh, division, let alone without with a lack of pro days and a lack of extra scout exposure where it's in the it's in the season where we're making decisions on who's really going to be on that board. You take that away and you take away a lot of the probability of seeing an FCS guy come off the board. And I think Craig Haley on Twitter did a really good job of noting that and giving that as a reason. He was awesome during the draft. If you don't follow him, it's at Craig Haley. Is it? Is there a four on it? I don't think so. I think it's just Craig Haley. At Craig Haley, uh, but yeah, he was he was kind of a. Um, it's just Craig Haley. Uh, he, he was a guiding light of uh, of rationale during this, while me and Joe were getting uh, frustrated. <laughs> and then I go, I see Craig tweeting something. I'm like, oh, the, now it makes the, sense. That that the it. best part about the whole thing is that every time someone got signed he had the same caption and he just he retweeted with a comment and just good fcs news that was it that was all he was do- <laughs> all he was doing and i said that to that, sean i was like oh he's got- just saying the same thing over and over again i love it <laughs> that's where i got most of my show prep for the second half of this problem i go through uh i, good go, FCS I went to one, news. one one place and i go where i know there's more people that have been signed i go to craig haley's feed and boom there it is he probably had oh, mo- yeah he had pretty much probably every single guy if not yeah. Maybe just a few that he missed. Right. Um, but I think you're right uh, from the standpoint that there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be taken by these FCS guys and went overlooked. And I, I don't think you are mincing words by saying that. But for the guys that did get drafted, we had Jeremy Chin, uh, the first FCS selection this year, second round, 64th overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. Adam Troutman, tight end from Dayton, went next, fifth round, 171st overall to the Texans. Uh, Then it came to our guy, Isaiah Coulter, fifth round, 171st overall to the Texans. Then, uh, did I say Texans twice? Yeah, you did. Want to do that again? Troutman went 104th to the Saints. There you go. Pardon me. Then Lacavius Simmons, 7th round, 227th overall to the Bears. Ben DiNucci, 7th round, 231st overall to the Cowboys. And Derek Tuska, one away from being Mr. Irrelevant, 7th round, 254th overall to the Broncos. Now, on a quick overview, I'm looking at these guys, and I see 
good fits all around. Uh, I mean, Chin's going to fill fit right in in Carolina. A uh, second-round pick, they're obviously investing in him. He's going to get plenty of reps, and if that guy can get better, he easily will with those NFL reps. And then Troutman, I mean, watching uh, – being an Atlanta Falcons fan, I've, I've, I've watched every single um, Falcons-Saints game that I have, I think, since – 2007 when my fandom really did start and since the jimmy graham days they have not had a an elite tight end but they've still picked apart the falcons defense with whatever tight end they had in so troutman who is a, an exceptional talent i'm sure will be giving me fits next year joe do you want to cover uh, cover a couple of the other guys uh, you, well and, I, and I, I want to throw in on jeremy chin and i think that i was a little surprised how, how he started to slide a little bit i thought he was going to go early second but if you notice, there weren't any safeties selected in the first round. So Grant Delpit, Xavier McKinney ended up sliding into the second yep. round. Uh, Delpit went way later than a lot of people expected to the Cleveland Browns. So then Jeremy Chin was one of the next guys up after Kyle Duggar, who went to the New England Patriots. So I like this scheme fit. I think that Matt Rule was making a huge effort to go in all in on defense. I think every single draft pick he had this year was on defensive players. And you're, you're trying to set a tone and, and build from the ground up. And that's how you're going to do it is drafting a lot of really talented prospects, starting with Derek Brown and then going on to Jeremy Chin. And I, I like the the Adam Troutman situation, he was also a guy that was dealing with a, a situation that his position group was not getting a lot of love. The tight end group this year was terrible. That doesn't mean that Adam Troutman's not good. And I thought Adam Troutman was, frankly, the best tight end in this class. But because of the situation this year, we saw a lot of teams giving a lot more credit to bigger programs and guys from bigger pro programs. So after Cole Komet went, there were a couple guys from... Uh, these big FBS teams that I didn't really think were that comparable or that good. So he slid a little bit, but I don't think he's complaining to be getting catching passes from Drew Brees in that offense that has heavily favored tight ends. He's going to have a really good rookie season for a tight end, and I think he's going to be have a really good productive career once Drew Brees retires and Jameis Winston takes over and leads them to the promised land in the, you know, the next decade or so to come. But after that, Are you trying to get under my skin. After that, Isaiah Simmons or um, Isaiah Coulter, rather, our teammate going to the Houston Texans. I, I was really a fan of this, and I, I don't, I don't know how far we want to go under the covers here. But I think that if if you recall, Sean, when when we had scouts coming to visit the school, and they had to measure us during spring ball last year, from what I heard that. They had told Isaiah that they really, really liked him. And I, I, I always knew from the get-go that if he made it to round five, that I had a really good feeling that he was going to end up becoming a Houston Texan. It just seemed like out of all the teams that were interested, it seemed like the Texans were the most in love with what he brings to the table. And I think that's what they really needed. And I know they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins and now who Brandon Cooks is their number one receiver. You still have Will Fuller. Will Fuller. And I think that... Uh, is, that's a fast wide receiver. Yeah, right there. that's some serious speed. And I think, oh, they have Randall Cobb. Yeah, and, and Randall Cobb. And I think Zay's probably going to need a little bit of time to develop. But once he's he's in a really good situation, he's with a really good offensive minded coach. I know you're not a fan of Bill O'Brien as much as I am, but I think that just it, the decisions, some some of the decisions that he makes. But I give him a pass for mm -hmm. drafting our guy. He's a really smart coach. It's just for some reason he's been a little bit. Uh, off the uh, trying to think of a way to it, is he can just sometimes make erratic decisions in personnel 
point points not even personnel but points in the game mm-hmm. where i don't think you should be making the decision like that bills cowboys yeah. game last year i'm watching it and i'm like who wants to win this game bills texans you mean or the bills texans yeah, yeah. bills texans like is anyone trying to win this game and they're just both him and mcdermott were mm-hmm. frustrating me that game but I also I know uh, I like Tuska to the to the Broncos. I'm not saying he's going to come beat out Von Miller or Bradley <laughs> Chubb, but uh, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be a good spot pass rusher. I think. I think he will too. I think he's got two phenomenal guys to work with there. Yeah, but the the one thing here though that Sean really threw us off, and I, I tweeted this. I was like, I I had no clue where this one came from, and then the second one after it, I was even more surprised. The first guy we had was Lacavius Simmons go to the Bears from Tennessee State. And this was shocking because I had not heard anything of this guy. I didn't even know who he was. And we're FCS analysts tracking this game. And I admittedly have never heard of him. Now, I follow Emery Hunt, who does an incredible job. And he had tweeted out that Lacavius Simmons had a really good week at the uh, College Gridiron Showcase, which was an event that I had also attended. And I, I honestly don't know the last time someone's gotten drafted out of that event because it's a great event, but it's it's one of the smaller ones on the totem pole in terms of providing opportunities for guys. Uh, it's it's a lot bigger than most events are, but still, again, it just very, very surprising that he got drafted. I didn't even know where he was on this radar. And there are a lot of UDFAs that I don't even fully know their story or where they stand and what their careers were really like to a full extent. And Lacavius Simmons kind of feels like he falls under that UDFA umbrella that it doesn't really, I, I think he, he probably would have been a UDFA, but the bears wanted to lock up a, a high priority guy. One of the guys that they didn't want to see slide to someone else, but Ben DiNucci, man, I, right. I didn't, I, I didn't think he was the best JMU player, but you know, congrats to him for getting drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. I just did not see that one coming. I thought he was going to be a really high he priority like cowboy court. He, I could say, no, no, I, no, I was done with my up. point. What were you saying? I was just saying he feels like a cowboy quarterback. Yeah. He feels like I don't know what that feeling is that I have, but in my gut, it tells me that Jerry Jones, like I, I bet that Jerry Jones really, really likes this guy, and that's that's why he's on the team. Speaking of betting, Joseph, do you have a couple words for us before we get on to the undrafted free agents? Yes, I would like to tell you, the listeners of the FCS Football Podcast, that while you're waiting out the current coronavirus, you can still bet with us here on at betonline.ag. There's no NBA, NHL, MLB, and you might think there's not much to bet on, but BetOnline has still hundreds of places to wager and bet your money uh, with their casino, poker, and blackjack. And I don't know if you saw this, Sean, but the NBA said that they're moving towards a a return to basketball and workouts on May 8th. So we're not too far off from things going back, not to normal, but getting to see some sports in action, hopefully coming up soon. You can also bet on eSports, which has been so widely popular. Bleacher Report is one of those outlets that has done live simulations of Madden and lets you bet on those performances. American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee, as well as Bet Online's $750,000 poker series. There's still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use their promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. 
Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Thank you for those wise words, Joe. Now, we're going to go through some of the uh, more important undrafted free agent signings. Uh, and then I think Joe and I are going to pick which team, which NFL team had the best haul of FCS players. So I'll get on, go down the list here. Uh, Bill Murray from William & Mary uh, got signed up by the Pats. Isaiah Swan from Dartmouth uh, got picked up by the Bengals. Alex Taylor, South Carolina State's big offensive tackle, picked up by the Browns. James Robinson, running back from Illinois State, got picked up by the Jaguars uh, in uh, this last weekend. And then another one of our guys, Kyle Murphy, joining Joe's team uh, from URI. He is now a New York Giant. And then the Cowboys here, who... I know Joe really likes mm-hmm. their haul. Uh, picked up Rondell Carter, JMU defensive lineman, Luther Kirk from Illinois State, Aaron Parker, URI wide receiver, and Charlie Tau- Taumo Tomopea. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I just got caught in the in the throat there. Portland State tight end went to the Cowboys. I pronounced his name, I think, in the last five shows, five times perfectly. But now yeah, you I just couldn't. forgot just what you're doing. You're all it. excited to go tubing. You know, you're you're distracted. I just, <laughs> I to be cool, just trying to get out of here. From Montana signed by the Eagles. And then the Bucks got a great haul here with Nasir Player from Eastern Tennessee State University and Cam Gill, the linebacker from Wagner. And then the Falcons here picked up Jawan Green from Albany. I really like that Albany. I get yes, a say that again. I really like that pick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Seahawks, who I really like uh, their first selection here. I really like this one. Uh, Gavin Heslop from Stony Brook, their safety slash defensive back. He's a Seahawk. It, it just feels like it when we were playing them. It felt like he was going to be uh, that. That's somewhere he would really fit well. And then Eli Menser, Albany's defensive end. Also signed by the Seahawks. And then the Rams had a really good four selections here. Ernest Edwards, uh, skill player from Maine. He's electric. Brandon Polk, wide receiver from JMU, is a Ram. Christian Roseboom, uh, the South Coast State linebacker, is also a Ram. And Jonah Williams, Weaver State's uh, great defensive end, is also a Ram. Yeah, just taking a look at this, there's a lot of really talented guys that might not have been draftable players but I think are going to turn into really promising additions to teams to fill out the back end of the rosters I really like the Bill Murray signing to the Patriots he's a guy that really transformed himself over this uh, pre-draft process and all that I was training with him and also a couple other guys on this list so I, I kind of saw firsthand what he was doing during this process uh, Eli Menser and and uh, Gavin Heslop I think were two really good additions to that Seahawks team because they're going to fill out their depth really well. I really like that Eli Menser is going to be in a situation where that pretty much creates really good pass rushers. So he'll, he'll be able to tee off if he can get put in those situations and, and get into some, some playing time early on in his career. But my, my pick I had to go with the Cowboys who already had a stupid draft class. I don't even, I can't even go into depth about talking about it was so the hall that they it had. Was so good. I, I might uh, produce some content later in the week for, separate shows talking about that draft class but still they had a really good overall draft and then their haul for fcs players is even more notable they signed rondell carter who was considered to be one of the best players coming out of jmu for this draft process luther kirk was a very underrated receiver 
during the FCS season and was considered to be maybe draftable, but kind of got swept under the rug towards the end of this uh, the, this this run here. And then seeing Aaron Parker, seeing our teammate go to the Cowboys, I really like that. I think that even though they drafted C.D. Lamb, they're still looking for some additional depth at the receiver position, and I think AP yeah. is going to make that roster 100%. And lastly, Charlie Tomopeo, who I thought was going to get drafted, more of an H-back than a tight end, but is going to be such a fun weapon for Mike McCarthy to use in their offense. I, I think you can... you can. He'll be there, John Coon. Yeah, yeah, he's probably not going to play fullback for them but you can split him out you can put him in the slot you can line him up he can block I, I, I just I think he's going to be they're going to use him as a tight end they're not going to use him as a John Kuhn um, but I, I think that I think that Tomo Opeo is, is a very dynamic athlete who is going to be a, a fun tool in a couple seasons for this Dallas team a couple other of the ones that we did a couple other signings that I really liked uh, Bryce Sterk uh, from Montana State going to the Dolphins. Lord knows they need pass rushers. And then Kevin Davison picked up by the Browns. Um, they need some quarterback help, and at least he can go in there and provide that Princeton brain to their uh, offensive room. What do you mean quarterback help? John you think Daca, that you don't think Baker is good enough? <laughs> John Daka. No comment. Uh, GMU pass rusher also picked up by the, the Ravens, which I think is a great signing. It just fits. It just fits for for DACA. And then, um, but my team that I think really stood out is the Rams. I mean, Ernest Edwards is one of the most elusive people I've ever seen. He just slides, he just slides through everybody. I I think he's a a definite threat and he's just a, a, he's just going to make an impact on the Rams somewhat to what I would see that, Cooper Cup did uh, for them. And then Brandon Polk from JMU. I mean, he's just a really good receiver, and he flourished this last year uh, with JMU. Uh, and then Roseboom, they got their, they got another wide, uh, linebacker from the FCS level that's going to come in and make a big impact. Him and Reeder, I mean, they're cut from the same cloth. And uh, he's going to be a beast for him. And then, I mean, Jonah Williams. He, high motor guy. He's already uh, just about as strong as you can get for a college defensive lineman. Go into an NFL program. He's going to be a beast. He's going to be. You just see it with his arm length. You see it with his leverage. The Rams are going to be in good shape next year, especially with these four guys that they just added. Yes, yeah, certainly. I, I love Polk. Polk ran a four two and has that kind of speed. Didn't really get to officially show that off at his pro day. Had to do the whole virtual run. And I, I read a really good article on all the stuff he was dealing with, but I knew he was going to be high priority because of his, his time at the FBS level and then completely shining in his final season of college football at JMU. But I love that Ernest Edwards pick to the Rams. I think that he they're going to use him as a kick returner. They're going to have so much yep. fun with Ernest Edwards. Easily, Sean, one of the most annoying players I've had to face. I honestly hated having to chase him down. I never came close to tackling him, but there were multiple instances where I can recall he made things so freaking difficult. 
for for me running down on, on punt coverage. And I just remember the one particular instance this past year where uh, I, I don't mean to call out our punter, but he punted, he put the ball a little bit too far in the middle of the field. And as soon as I realized that the ball was in the middle of the field, I was like, Oh no, he's taking this thing back. And we, he hit that ball until the, about the 50 yard line. And he returned it to the 15. He had way too much space. If you gave him a little bit of room and you didn't place that ball correctly, he can turn a, a simple sliver of space. Take that one back. What? Did he take that one back? He didn't take it back. I said uh, he, I he took to it to the 15-yard line. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're but right, just right. having to deal with Ernest Edwards, I know that he's going to cause problems. They're going to work him in as a kick returner. At the very least, he'll make the roster as a, a depth receiver, maybe as a backup kick returner for these first few years. But Edwards is so good. I think he's really good. And I think these teams are going to go into their camps and they're going to be looking at these guys like, what did we do? Why did we wait this long to sign them? Thank goodness we signed him before someone else got him. I think that's going to that narrative is going to be going through all the all the articles coming out of camp. All the beat writers are going to be t- uh, beat r- reporters. All of them are going to be talking about how good so and so is from this team. He came out of nowhere. Well, he didn't come out of nowhere. You just didn't see him. You weren't paying attention because he wasn't drafted. And I. Uh, I'm excited for it. I really, really am excited for it. I'm excited for this upcoming NFL season. I'm excited to see all these guys and what they can do when they start making plays. And obviously, you know, you hope that every single guy on this list is on the 53-man roster. That's unlikely, highly unlikely. But it's a good step for FCS football to see how many guys that we truly believe can make that roster and be performing in the NFL. Joe, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Um, no, I again, very disappointed that the way things turned out and we didn't see more drafted players, but I stand by what I tweeted the other day. I think that there's going to be a ton of drafted guys from big schools that are going to get cut in favor of these small school UDFAs. This is easily the most talented UDFA group, undrafted free agent group that we're ever going to see in a very, very long time because of the circumstance we're dealing with. And you know what? I I feel for those guys right now that are either unsigned or didn't get drafted, particularly two of our teammates who we were hoping to get drafted. I feel for those guys, but you get to say that you're a part of a group of players that has done something historic, which is defy the odds and also be the most talented group of guys to go undrafted. There's going to be, I bet, I bet you there will be guys that turn into starters that turn into pro bowlers from this group. And that's not even me being hyperbolic in any way. We're going to see that and it's going to work out. And we're going to have a ton, a ton of guys that come from the undrafted ranks that turn out to be very, very good. All right, Joe, you want to hit us with some uh, housekeeping? Cause that's uh, normally your job here. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't know how to do that. Is that what it is? Uh, just close it out for us. I like how you do it all smooth. Like. <sighs> all right. Thank you for tuning in, folks, as always, to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio for Sean. Also, follow Believe Podcasts at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts and on Twitter and Instagram. Go to their website, Believe.com. BLEAV.com to find our show and tons of other shows. If you want to know where you can listen to us and you happen to stumble upon us, you can find us on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. Anywhere you can find a podcast, I can guarantee we are definitely 
there. And if we're not, let us know. We can help fix that for you. So you have an outlet for you to listen to the FCS football podcast. Uh, We're probably going to come out with a second show this week just to continue on pace with doing our conference previews. We'll see when we have time and we choose to do that. We'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put out that show sometime this week, if not early next week, but because of the circumstance of the NFL draft and all that was happening right now, we figured it made the most sense to, to dedicate a full episode to this instead of going half in. So Pioneer League will be up next. Stay tuned for that. And if you have any questions about the Pioneer League, feel free to send us those questions. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.